Welcome to the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Nedling. You are about to discover impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you, so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself. Be sure you visit our website at www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com. While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now tune in, get ready, and enjoy the journey of emerging as a leader of exception in the 21st century. Welcome, everyone, to the Find Your Leadership Confidence podcast. I'm your host, Vicki Nethling, coming to you from Roswell, Georgia. The goal of this podcast is to bring topics and guests that will empower you to become that confident leader and take your business and your life to the next level. Today, I am so excited to have Asha T. Lacant as our guest today. And let me tell you about Asha. She is a certified emotional and energetics intelligent facilitator and keynote speaker. She works with clients from self-worth all the way to the top 1% and high achievers. She has been an entrepreneur and consultant for over 15 years and is a certified trauma specialist, as well as a few other healing modalities. Her approach is down to earth and her main goal in life is to bring energy work to the masses to stop trauma bonding with relationships, addiction to anything and with money push pool of energy is relatable to everyone. It's the best thing about this work. It helps every area of your life and all walks of life. She has spoken in four countries and has managed teams as a consultant in 14 countries. She has a background in hospitality, event planning, and working startups. She loves connecting with people and Nothing brings her greater joy than showing compassion and having fun, raising the vibes with education and alignment for everyone. Today, I chose the theme of understanding energy work for making more money. A lot of it. Please join me in welcoming Asha T. Lacante. Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, whatever it is over where you are today. So that asks. That leads me to your first question, which is what part of the country do you call home? Vicki, thank you so much for such a beautiful introduction. I was like, wow, this woman sounds amazing. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. From self-worth to the top 1%, right? So you're going to love yourself. Yes. And all that said, I am currently in Boston, though my son and I are going to be relocating to the West Coast in California very shortly. So, ah, so yeah. you'll be a California girl. Mm-hmm. So little, you probably didn't know this, but um, I spent a good bit of time in California working um, with UPS as a project lead and traveling there quite a lot, but also in my Toastmaster world, I was the region advisor for the Los Angeles area. I had five districts that I managed during COVID. And wow. uh, so California, good place to visit. Yes. <laughs> wow. How long were you? Well, that wasn't too long ago, though. So um, oh. the last stint was 2019 to 21. 
Um, prior to that, I was going out to California. Um, the first stint, I was there, every, uh, California, Port, uh, Washington, and Oregon every day, um, but four days a month, I was at home. So oh I was traveling all that time. And then we launched the UPS store in 2001 to 2009. And I traveled in uh, to San Diego quite a lot every week. Um, and then I eventually was going to Toronto to launch it in California. So uh, I got my share of seeing the beach. I made sure I stayed at the beach all the time. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, that's well, I'm a mermaid. So I'm all yeah. about yeah. 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 I was actually active in the Toastmasters in Bali, Indonesia. I lived there. Oh, that's on my list to go to Bali. <laughs> We lived there for a few years and I lived in Australia for about 10 years as well, uh, 11 years. I lived in Australia. So I'm an Aussie citizen as well. So get me to the water is really, yeah. Good. yeah. I, I think I do better when I have water around me for some reason. Right now I yeah. live near a river. Well, that's good. You know, river runs. Um, okay. So I'm sure that people are not interested in where I've been or what I've done. They want to know about you. So let's talk a bit about, um, saying that an empath is the narcissist narcissist <laughs> that's a hard word for me to say Good. What, what are you talking about there sure thank you yeah and how does this pertain to the entrepreneur and the adventure mm -hmm. yes. of the new world which is a really really big loaded question and such a powerful quick question and answer especially because in my thought process and how i operate the the spiritual path is the entrepreneurial path. <laughs> You're going to get all your spiritual lessons through being a business mm -hmm. owner or a leader of a business, as well as through your relationships, only two players in the game, right? Money yeah. and love. And um, those are the things that dictate how we show up in the world. Mm -hmm. And what we often see with leaders is they will dump everything into their mission and omit the love in their life. <laughs> or maybe they found a really good relationship and they can't seem to get a handle on their purpose. And though there's different seasons, you know, as a mother, I speak um, from that lens as well. We always, no matter who we are, we're designed by nature to have purpose and to have love. Um, and we are watching a bit of a disconnect in that in the moment. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, divorce is on the rise as well as just some other key factors that are happening in society in the moment and it's creating a little bit of division and interestingly emotional intelligence which is my main sort of wheelhouse of modality is money and love it's purpose and purpose yeah. and love, connection yeah. it's, it's the right hemisphere of the brain which is connection love and empathy and then it's the left hemisphere of the brain which is action intellect and purpose and that is also known as the right Feminine, masculine, left. Yep. Yes. <laughs> those are energies and the brain and mm -hmm. emotional intelligence. So, so for me and what I believe to be true from the lens that I operate from, when we begin really balancing these inside ourselves, we regulate our emotions and we become in alignment. And then we have proof of that with things like the SOEP, which is a statistics board out of Germany that says that 90% of self-made millionaires have one thing in common, and that is emotional regulation. Mm. <laughs> so, wow. um, 
which actually, if you have any women watching this, I know you said you had a lot of women in this um, audience. Um, it is why about 80% of female entrepreneurs end up uh, in poverty by the time they retire. And it has so much to do with our emotional state of big being and our ability to hold money as the feminine and it affects us. So our trauma affects the way that we hold money. Oh my goodness. Very interesting. Very interesting. And, it, and it's interesting. I, besides teaching on public speaking and overcoming fear and of that and whatnot, I also do leadership and I lead, I talk about leading with your heart, your head and your hands mm. and talk about feminine, masculine energy and things. So tied yeah. so nicely together, a lot of synergy. Yeah, it's so, so when it. we talk about masculine feminine um i love the next question which was what is push pull dynamic in relationship to money love mm -hmm. and weight gain and addiction yes. so i think you touched a little bit you gave a little sprinkling of it yeah. but expand upon that sure so thank you for a good question really good question so Pushing and pulling is what we do when I describe sort of like when we dump everything into our mission mm -hmm. and then we forget about love at home or we omit um, love or sexual like intimacy at home. We're omitting it. And so many people operate in this type of relating and it, it affects how much money we're actually able to create in our life. So if we if we simplify this, it comes down to our attachment styles. So if we have somebody who is an avoidant person, they're going to show up to the relationship. Let's say Katie's really avoidant and Mike is a little bit codependent and anxious. Katie's going to be people pleasing and keeping up with the Joneses and spending a lot of money. And Mike is sort of just like at home thinking that he's like providing and nothing's really changing. And Katie's over here like, you know, trying to get out of the relationship and Mike's just kind of like being, and that can be really irritating. And then maybe Katie just leaves the relationship and then leaves Mike in like a whole pile of detriment. And this mm. happens. Like, I think you, no matter who you are or what you have in the bank, you cannot escape heartbreak. It's a huge part of how we wake up. I put that into quotations. Like we wake, get our wake up calls through this. Mm. What might happen is Mike never recovers from that. He may be attached to Katie in this heartbreak for 15, 20 years. So then he gets into the next relationship and because he doesn't want that to happen again because it hurt, he shields his heart and now he becomes the avoidant and he ends up attracting a codependent. So when we don't heal those stories and these are deeper woundings that involve energy work and that involve emotional intelligence in my experience in subconscious work, um, we end up never really fulfilling ourselves and like suffering in silence or just saying like, oh, it's good enough. I'll settle for this. And um, it's because the rupture hurts so much. So my, the way I teach is to create a really amazing relationship with emotions. Like, so that when you have the heavy emotions, you have a really good relationship with them. And then it doesn't become Katie hurting Mike in that scenario. It becomes... Katie being a vital piece of Mike's Mike's growth mm. and so there's no anger it's more like hey the contract's over sure you made me feel like crap and I'm going to move through that crap and I'm going to accept you for just a piece of the puzzle and now I'm going to move forward mm -hmm. yeah so what is feminine embodiment and how does that make you stronger 
Yes. Okay. Great question. <laughs> so, um, feminine embodiment teachings are about getting into the body and feeling. Mm-hmm. So the feminine is about 80% emotions in comparison to the masculine, who's more about 20% emotions. Mm-hmm. So women are by nature attachy. We just have a lot of energy. And, you know, the more creative you are, the more you're going to be energetic. And that could mean you could be really codependent on money or codependent on like getting to the next place and a lot of time in your head thinking ahead as opposed to being in the body. And I had to mm. move through this. I was like jumping from person to person, jumping from like idea to the next, to the job, to this. And like, I couldn't get like fulfillment. And it's because I was afraid on some level of like my own creational power and like feeling my own body. Mm. That combined in my practice with really a devotional template to the masculine, meaning that every, as a feminine bodied woman, every masculine is either taking me closer to my own truth or he's helping me with his sight because I prefer to be in my feels. So he does the thinking. So a good example is I have a very masculine coach right now. I tell him how I feel. And then he comes up with the plan and we work together. That's how we work. It's a very much a high level of polarity. So for me, when I teach on polarity, I teach women to stay in their body and their feelings. And I teach men to stay present in trying to solve the problem. And then we do that internally. So you want to feel the emotion, mm-hmm. receive the intellect, which is the masculine, And then we come up with the idea, which is feminine. And then we take the action, which is masculine. Yeah. So it's a seesaw effect. It's amazing. (laughs) It's the best. And you become so magnetic in this energy. Women are Uh just, it's a different vibe. Like I used to be so anxious with my business and like money. And when I really started deepening into this, Vicky, it's like, you just can relax, even though I'm a single mother and I'm a solely responsible for my son's health and well-being. I'm still running a very, very successful business. You know, we've taken a huge amount of money in just two and a half years. And um, I've written two books in that time. It's like I almost operate like with like the king leading me and it's like my own inner king. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so pretty. <laughs> so I could just it, it's it's so on. funny uh, so my devotions that I do in the morning kind of go along that path yes, and that. you know stop stop worrying and you know things will take care of themselves oh I so love that. how yeah. do you raise your internal frequency you know we have this energy how do we yeah. raise yeah so this is great that you, I love this question because This doesn't mean being like the loudest or like the boppiest in the room, or it doesn't mean being happy all the time. It's a cultivated relationship with your emotions so that you hold a higher vibrational frequency, which makes you magnetic for the right things. (laughs) I was just going to say that. It sounds like you just become more magnetic. Oh yeah. That's perfect. you're, You're already, we're already always magnetic. The law of magnetism and the law of attraction are very real. But when we go higher by clearing out the dense emotions, and we do that through my method, you start to vibrate higher. So you become more magnetic for the right things. So many people say to me, oh, Asha, I've done so much work already. I'm already magnetic. 
and then their world is reflecting a very low bank account and uh, no love in their life and maybe they're overweight and making um, like really decisions on the daily that they're not like motivated. Whereas when you're vibing at a higher frequency, you're going to pick higher frequency choices. I call them high vibe choices or low vibe choices. And you don't self-sabotage because there's no story in the way telling you that you can't do the thing. Mm -hmm. So what we do in my practice is I have a frequency test that I give my clients at the beginning of working with me. And then after they're done working with me, we take it. And then all these amazing things happen. They lose weight, they make a ton more money and they have better relationships or <laughs> they have the courage to leave the relationship that they, they've been in where um, the other person's not growing. Awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. I love it. It's fun. <laughs> so we talked a little bit about the world as it is today. So why are so many people experiencing energy shifts right now and and seeing those divorces and wow. laziness? Yeah. I, I don't know. Um, lack of motivation maybe is a better word than laziness, but uh, why is that? Yeah, well, the sweatpants epidemic, I like to call it. Yeah. <laughs> in Crocs, Crocs everywhere. Um, yeah, that's a really great question, Vicki. And I'm, I'm loving that you asked that. So what I think people forget is that we will make these like declarations to the universe, like you want <laughs> the next level, right? And we're like, yeah, give me the next level. And then the universe or God or source or king or queen, whatever you call it up in the, in the universe says, oh, Vicki, you just put in an order for a million dollars. Awesome. And then And then it throws down the situations. And in that means rupture. And so now maybe something's happened with your relationship and then you get in a car accident and then you lose your job and you're down here potentially saying, why me? Every, nothing, I have bad luck. Nothing good ever happens. And the source of the universe is like, no, Vicky, I'm, I'm like rearranging it so that you wanted the thing and, I'm, and now you're in it. So we're in it. <laughs> so we're in it right now. Um, in 2020, we experienced a huge uh, wake up call in the sense that mm -hmm. uh, we were in yeah. very much Western society was in masculine energy, just go, yeah. go, go, go. Even the women are becoming to very masculinized, lots of competition, lots of like yeah. expecting men to be like, I don't, I'm not in the belief system of men needing to be emotionally available. I believe depth of how deep a woman's able to go into her emotional capacity in her own truth. I believe men will respond to that. And that's, we want masculine men. We want like beautiful men and women coming together. And what's happened is when that rupture happened and the world just stopped, all of a sudden people were like, oh my God, I have to look at myself. And, <laughs> and so who's the person that you're looking at? It's the person in your relationship. So some people didn't get that and momentum is real. So energetic momentum continues to happen. If you're not putting growth first in your relationship, in your business, in your body, then you're going to build momentum. You don't, you don't turn around and become 400 pounds. You've, you have worked for that. Yes. You don't turn around and become the next bikini model. You have worked for that. So it doesn't matter which way you're working it or not working it. You're always working energy. So this is what happened. And I will add for the children, when COVID happened, the entire planet went into fear. So you can't see fear, but you can feel it. So even if you, let's say, Vicki, you had two kids in your house, you were like not affected by COVID. You just didn't even, let's say you were like, oh, we didn't even buy into it, right? 
And people have that response still in the atmosphere with fear because it's a frequency mm -hmm. and it runs through the whole planet. So that child is sitting here, let's say like, you know, I'm picking up my phone just on the, his tablet. He's getting that fear frequency into his head. That creates what we call a core wound. So 20 mm -hmm. years from now, when those children are in their 30s, and even now we're starting to see it, showing up as like a social anxiety, yeah. we're going to have more core wounds that we're going to need to be prepared for and work with so that the kids feel supported. And that's why I believe we're having a wake up call now is to like get ourselves prepared for what yeah. is about to come. Because I don't think this lifetime you can escape finding yourself. You have to look at yourself mm -hmm. in this lifetime. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, I, I think it's great that you talked about that because I know whenever this all hit, I thought, first of all, we all should be journaling what, ex what we're feeling and what we're sensing through this, the three years that we went through all of that. And, and then I do worry, I have grandchildren that are now four and eight. And so my four-year-old really didn't know anything until this year of not being in COVID. And, uh, and you just have to think of what impact that is going to have on them. It's, it's to me likened to, you know, whenever we were, when I was young and we were worrying about being bombed by Russia or the Cuban Missile Crisis or things like that, the threat of war, well, the isolation was just something that even that we, we didn't experience in those times because we could sit with people and hug people and experience that. And we had two years of not doing that. So I think we're going to have a lot of work. Yeah, I agree. And I've already, I love like your share because it's there, there's a few different factors, like the, even the masks, like emotional cues are huge and mm -hmm. we see so much in a smile. We see so much yes. in a look of fear. And so children really, weren't their brains when they're so formative they were not getting the formative cues that they needed to create emotional reactions and responses so there's a delay in the connection they have with other people as well as connection to self furthermore mm -hmm. we're it's a device driven time in life and in you know, people kind of shut down social media, et cetera. But, you know, I mean, I get to meet you because of these beautiful technologies. How do yeah. we use that in a way that it's a tool? Um, and I will tell you, like, parents, there's an interesting piece there. So often we worry about our children and, like, their well-being, and that's important. And and when we work on our own emotional capabilities and capacity, the child feels that. So the mother could be home the entire time. If she's out of her head because she's yeah. in a marriage she doesn't like or she doesn't she's given up on her dreams, her presence is not her presence, if that makes sense. Like she's yeah. not energetically there. So then the son mm -hmm. will grow up chasing unavailable women in codependent women, and the pattern repeats where he ends up getting his heart broken by Katie. <laughs> so there's yeah. like this this knowing in presence in our energy. Um, that really comes through when parents start taking their emotional health seriously, especially women. And, and just like in my leadership track, you know, I talk about, we lead by example, I, as parents, as coworkers, even as I teach how to be more impactful online, the smile piece, 
what is the face that you have when you're just observing and watching? I think oftentimes people forget about that. They seem to be guarded or um, not non-committal, I guess, if you will, in this virtual environment. And but it's your eyes and your your smile that connect you and make an impact and uh, make you allow yourself to be vulnerable and authentic. I love that. Yeah, I mean, I'm a huge advocate for joy. I yeah. think that, you know, I do really heavy work, but I'm really fun and funny. Like <laughs> in my my teachings, we laugh a lot. Like when I work with corporates and leaders and stuff, they're like, God, this is like fun. You know, even though we're talking about like really heavy stuff because it's okay to be paradoxical like that. And it is so important because this spiritual journey in life and like our desire to fix it, you know, we can get really caught up in that, especially as high achievers. You know, mm -hmm. when you're a mission-driven person, like that mission means a freaking lot. You need to take that seriously. And how do you do that while you're also incorporating the joy and the naivety of child? Because we are in a wonderland and there is so mm -hmm. much to be grateful for, especially in the Western world. So for what you just shared is so powerful because another thing too, with like people who have these big missions is we will like get so worried about fixing everybody else and fixing yeah. the world when the reality is, is you have to start with your connection yeah. to self and mm -hmm. then you connect to others. And that's when the true healing happens and like really big stuff happens. And it's amazing. Yeah. So, yeah. And if you go back to the thing I said about leading by example, whenever you are working on fixing yourself and experiencing joy and everything, it's, it is that magnet. It is like that draw into you. People want to be near you in that but if you are a debbie downer or you know the woe is me or whatever you know you yeah, walk in and you yeah. have that linus black cloud over top of you for those that remember peanuts um you you know that's the same kind of atmosphere that you are sending out that energy is and negative I, yeah mm -hmm. well i'll take that one further too i mean that is such a great point and Though it's leading by example, it's leading through embodiment. Yeah. So a lot of leaders right now, I don't like to use the word tyrannical, but I'm going to use it. So it's like kind of like this vibe of like tyranny a little bit where they're running these big corporations and then people below them are like soul sucking jobs, right? Or like they're losing their light and they're feeling sucked in. And it's because maybe that leader puts on this persona and then at home has like a debilitating, terrible relationship or has no relationship at home. So he's half or she is half showing up. So a woman may have a very strong relationship with her boss and she's Susie, you know, do good at work. And then she goes home and she hasn't spoken to her husband or had intimacy with him in six months. And so that's actually now what people are going to go, I don't, something's off there's mm -hmm. something wrong here and it's almost like they're because the veils are being lifted right people are getting more consciousness more conscious and they're getting more aware so we're looking for leaders that need to embody and that is going to amp up over the next 50 years i mean i'm talking we're going to watch huge corporations crumble yeah. because people won't work in it they won't even be around it yeah like, yeah but I, I but i think that's where women especially have this just huge opportunity if they believe in themselves enough to take it 
to be able to um, harness their feminine energy, understanding how they can use the masculine piece of it, not to shut it out and to really, you know, change the world. Oh my God. I love what you just said, because that is actually like so much of my path is it's not women taking over the world. We need men and we need masculine men. So men have been creating business and building infrastructure for thousands of years. We're in a very pivotal time where the feminine woman can start taking huge amounts of money, but she, again, she's not going to be able to do it if she is not building it with Mm -hmm. the inner masculine incorporated Mm -hmm. in devotion to that inner masculine so that it can show up in real life on the outside. It doesn't have anything to do with sexual preference. It's just that I call them King's men. So Mm -hmm. I have ordered a very powerful man. So he's still baking in the oven and I'm still baking in the oven. And I know that the man that I'm going to be with, it's mission first, right? We're going to do our mission together. That's my desire. I won't change that desire. I will wait for that. There's space for him to come in. There hasn't ever been space for him to come in before. I was Uh always like, I'll do it myself. And I'd like push away the very thing that I wanted so much. And so when a woman actually energetically makes space through her devotion to like this cosmic king, she, that is, oh my gosh, it's mind blowing. This is like mm-hmm. the real kingdoms and queendoms of benevolence and, yeah. and soul filling your, your team. They, they want to work for you because their souls are getting filled, not depleted. And that's, yeah. difference. oh my gosh, I get like, I'm so happy that you shared that. I like, you totally get it. I love that. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, it's so, beautiful. so when you talk about energy work, maybe somebody is out there that's not familiar with it, you know, I, and I would have to say that probably when in the start of my career, probably the first 25 years and being mentored by male, um, I didn't get it. I, I, probably down in my gut got it, but I just mentally did not understand it. So how do you make it down to earth that people can understand why, um, what exactly energy work is all about? Oh, I love it. Okay. So (laughs) I always start with energy is not woo-woo. It's interesting how paradoxical the human can be because so many people run around going, oh yeah, energy is everything. And then they also are a little bit afraid of something that seems esoteric, even though there's literally nothing about it that's esoteric. Energy healers have been around for over 600,000 years. There's Mm -hmm. documented um, books around the world of shamans that there's these energy healers from the native lands that were in parts of Russia and then parts of south america and they had the same philosophies even though they never met each other at the exact same time that's how connected you can be through energy Mm -hmm. and it's very true like trends happen and um rats are very highly emotional intelligence energy and motion emotion is energy and motion they are one of the most highly intelligent animals and there are studies of them having the same responses in experiments again across the world with no linking data other than the energy fields. Because you can't see energy, it goes into this box of like, but how does it work? Like, what <laughs> is it? Like, show it to me and measure it. And with 
that, I have a frequency test where I basically measure the intangible. And it's like, I watch these men go, oh my God, that is me to a T. So emotional intelligence takes these emotions, anger, sadness, happiness, whatever, and it puts them into what we call competencies. The competencies are self-awareness, integrity, Mm -hmm. resilience, empathy, building Mm -hmm. bonds. And so I take them and I make them tangible. Then the other thing I say is this, people always say energy is everything, but energy is your trauma and your attachments. So we always like to also say, I attract my, my vibe is my tribe, right? Like that's another one, like my vibe (laughs) is my tribe. And that also means that when you're attracting something bad, there is something there for you. And we do that through behavioral self-control, trigger alchemy, where we say, ooh, I'm feeling mad toward him. Why is he making me feel that way? What is it about him that I don't like? And then we figure out, is it a lack of your own boundary and truth? Is it because he does something that you do? Like, let's say, for example, he's really loud and then I'm mad at him and it turns out I'm really loud. And so like we contradict ourselves, And so- what I do is I teach people to turn it inward fast and understand the very basics that energy is everything and energy is your trauma. So mm. if you want to vibe higher, you clear your trauma. How do you do that? Emotional intelligence and energy work in my, my method. And awesome. then you make more money and, and you work harder. <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> yeah. Well, right. time has flown by. We'll have to have you back to talk a little bit more about trauma and emotional intelligence and, some other things that I had, but I wanted to be able to share my screen. So those that are listening, as well as those that are watching can grab your contact information. If you are listening, as I always tell you, you should have been taking notes and had a pen and paper, but if you didn't, now's the time to go grab it. All right. So hopefully you got that paper pencil, but if you didn't, all of this information will be in my show notes on my website, the findyourleadershipconfidence.com, as well as my YouTube channel. So Asha's website is https colon forward slash forward slash A-A-S-H-A T-I-N-T-E-R-N-A-T-I-O-N-A-L, which is Asha T International.com. Again, that's Asha T International.com. She's on LinkedIn. It simply is A-A-S-H-A-T, Asha T. And you now can hear directly from her, what her call to action would be, what she has on the website that might help you start to grow in this energy work. Take it away. Oh, thank you so much, Vicki. What a pleasure. And thank you to the audience. And I'm looking forward to connecting with you. Please reach out if you'd like to say hello. I'm always in my DMs and all of my social (laughs) handles. And I love connecting with people. I'd love to hear what you got out of this today and let you know that I have a free 21 day abundance activation. This is a meditation that you listen to for 21 days. I have miracles happen for people that listen to this checks for $5,000, $30,000 days, huge shifts in their relationship. Abundance is money and love. Okay. So do not be bought into the silly little tale that you shouldn't be paid for your beautiful gifts in this lifetime you are worth it. It is a cellular state of being. It actually crystallizes your DNA and creates 
a cellular belief that you are worthy of receiving. You can also find out more on the link that Vicki's going to share with you for the Self-Worth Warriors course. Please come and join us. This is a 10-week program. It will change your life. It So much goes into this program. You get a resources pack, all these videos, and you also get to meet with me once a week for coaching and for energy healing over the 10-week period. And I cannot wait to serve you if it aligns. It's so much fun. We have a blast. And that's for men and women. Awesome. So again, you can go to her website, which is ashatinternational.com to get um, links to all that information. And on that website, you also have a link to be able to connect to Asha. Well, it's been so wonderful chatting with you. Um, As we uh, heard, you and I are very much aligned in our thinking and um, what we're trying to do for folks. And I wish you all the best of luck. I, I hope that um, everyone does take advantage of going to ashatinternational.com to connect with her and see how she can help you be the best you, you can be. And as I always remind everyone, life is a journey and it's up to you to enjoy the ride. This is Vicki Nettling signing off. Thank you for tuning into the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Nedling, where we share impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself. Remember to visit our website at www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're here, subscribe to us via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast.